This is Glenn McQuaid. And I'm Larry Fessenden. And you're listening to Tales from Beyond the Pale, the podcast. Greetings, audiophiles. I'm glad you decided to join us on this little journey. I hope you'll take a deep breath now. A deep breath. And just relax and listen with me. Because wherever you think you are, maybe you're settled in your favorite chair. Maybe you're stretched out on the deck. Or waiting on the B, D, or Q. Or perhaps you're sitting in a darkly lit room wondering what exactly the person behind you is doing. Well, look again, listener. For you are no longer where you thought you were. You have crossed over. You are now beyond the pale. (laughs) Greetings, listeners. Have you ever been home all alone and scared? Scared because that second sense you have is telling you perhaps you're not really alone at all. A creak from the floorboards above only cements the idea that whatever is lurking in the shadows will soon be making itself known. Sounds like my kind of night in. And certainly Ashley Thorpe's idea of home entertainment. Ashley, you'll remember, brought us The Demon Huntsman, a tale of madness and monsters on the moor. This time round, he's delivered us the creaking old house shocker, Dead Man's Shoes. We had hoped to get Ashley all the way over from England. Some of you may have heard of that storied isle that lies somewhere just beyond the Pale. But alas, the coffers at Pale HQ were bone dry. And yet we feel Ashley is with us in spirit tonight as we enter the corridors of his mind and delve into the imaginarium that is Ashley Thorpe's Dead Man's Shoes. Light spilled from an upper story window, but no amount of light could alter the countenance of the house. The neighborhood seemed almost to shrink from it. The house must have been beautiful once. Now it was a solemn, neglected thing, choked with weeds. The kind of place kids dared each other to trespass in, in initiation ceremonies. As he approached the door, he looked to the weeds and thorns that lined the path. Dad. An assortment of footballs and toys lay within the tangles, all unclaimed. You could almost gauge where their courage ended by the tide mark of their loss. Dad. What? What are you writing? Are the boys' lunches ready? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what? What are you writing? Uh, it's a ghost story. Another story? Why? Well, stories matter, Danny. And if you figure out a story, it's a, it's a key to understanding the world. So stories help us get at the truth, you see? You always say that, Dad. Yeah, well. Morning, Maestro. How's it going? 
Yeah, same as usual. Crap. Look what the mailman left. Yeah. Why do you do that? Do what? The envelope thing. The tearing off a corner and peering inside it thing. Why don't you just, I don't know, open it? You know, I'd rather the news was broken to me gently. Anything from the agency yet? Hmm. That's because your resume is too focused. You need to spice it up a little. You know, rework it for every vacancy. What about your customer service experience? Not a team player, remember? Well, people love life skills. Surely lacking, apparently. Remember, honey, getting work isn't about being honest. It's about telling people what they want to hear. Resume, the final chapter. So, uh, writer, huh? <clears throat> yeah, I write too. All sorts of stuff. People pretty much, pretty much talk about anything in front of us, you know? It's almost like uh, we don't exist. Uh, I'm, are you sure we're going in the right way? Uh, none of this looks familiar. No, sorry. Well, I don't know this neighborhood at all. Uh, what was that address again? Here, it's, it's on the agency letter. Well, this is it. This is it? Uh, better you than me. Hey, uh, you want me to wait? You know, uh, in case Dracula ain't home? Not if your meter's running. Mr. Summers, I presume? Larry. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm here from the agency. Jacob Borley. Do come in. <clears throat> uh, do you forgive me for being a bit late? Must I? It's a, it, it's a, a funny place to find. And, you know, these drivers. I haven't driven for many years, Mr. Summers. Larry. Yes. You didn't pack for this evening. Pack? I made myself quite clear to the agency I'll be needing you to work through the night. I made myself quite clear. I do hope that won't be a problem. Oh, dear, I do so hate scenes. Ah. Uh. Well, look, I, I i mean, I guess I can work through the night. It's very important to me, you see, that I put my personal affairs in order. Settle my accounts before my death. <laughs> you aren't planning on dying on me tonight, are you? Not if I can help it. I apologize for the inconvenience, but I can assure you that you'll be paid handsomely. More than the agency need know. Do make yourself comfortable. Wow. This is nice and cozy. I mean, when I got out of the cab, I thought maybe the house was... Derelict. 
If this ailing house has a heart to it, this is it, Mr. Summers. I'm not as sprightly as I once was and prefer to keep my essentials close at hand. Have you read all these books? What else would one do with them? Sadly, I don't get to read very much these days. My eyesight is not what it was. Hence your appointment. Please, take a seat. So, uh, what exactly is... The nature of your appointment. Yes, I imagine this must all look rather unconventional. I'd like you to translate several pages of this book. Huh. Well, this text, it's, it's ancient. I, I, I thought they'd be straight translations. I'm not an anthropologist or anything like that. No, I don't expect that you are. The key to translating it are the tiny annotations in the margins. So is it Latin? But the, the annotations, what language is that? Well, I haven't the faintest idea, Mr. Summers. I was hoping you might be able to tell me. Wow, this, this house must keep you up at night. It's certainly got a life of its own at times. Uh, so, well, sorry to be blunt, but what's with the urgency? Consider it a riddle, an enigma that has haunted me and defeated me for a very long time. Consider it the final wish for a dying man, so that I may rest in peace. How are you getting on? You found your feet yet? Yeah, I... Well, it's... It's sort of weird. What is it, Mr. Summers? Well, I'll need to cross-reference my findings to be sure, but this book... Well, it's, it, it's passages. They seem designed to... Well, to raise the dead. <sighs> well... That would follow, you see, these antiques in this cabinet. They were believed in superstitious circles to have that function as well. Perhaps they're of a piece. I don't get it. It's a riddle, nothing more. The book is of Cathar origin. Are you familiar with the Cathar? Not really. Help yourself to my library. Libraries are full of keys, Mr. Summers. Keys to, to understanding the story. What's that? Well, nothing. Uh, just something I say to my kid. So this is a nice library. My brother was the real scholar. Dedicated his life to it. Most of these effects belonged to him. Your brother? Isaac. We don't really see eye to eye anymore, as it were. I see. 
I'm sorry. Don't be. I see him, but I find him not. It's a long story and not a little melodramatic. We were born mere minutes apart. We resembled each other just enough to make our differences confusing. Twins. We had a mutuality of parentage, but our brotherhood was a condition. We were quite literally opposite sides of the looking glass. I was right-handed. He wrote with his left. I had answered my family inheritance with hard work. Isaac squandered whatever he had, searching for what he called places wherein the skin between the worlds was thin. That macabre drive and a cruel, twisted sense of humor are what drove him. With his ego as it was, he came to resent my charity. One vicious joke after another, with me as the punchline. Left us strangers at best. Well, he sounds like a real pill. He accused me of drawing him in with money, as if helping him was some sort of bait. He called our arrangement a millionaire's Alcatraz. Jeez. You know, some people don't know how lucky they are. Most of the things you see around you, the books, the, frankly, rather ghastly paintings, the occult bric-a-brac, I bought them as antiquarian to indulge Isaac's quasi-Nietzschean obsessions, but I soon realized that each of these objects was merely plotting a course to some far greater treasure. He meant to defy death with these incantations. Wait a minute. You knew what these translations would be about. I uh, had suspicions. There it is again. I'm sorry. I heard it earlier. Like there was something or someone moving around the house. <laughs> Mr. Summers, don't let the fatigues of this old house give you the willies. If I reacted to every creak and groan that sounded in the dead of the night, why... I'd I'd be a nervous wreck. Well, okay. Forgive me. You must think I'm pretty foolish. No, think nothing of it, Mr. Summers. It doesn't take much to remind us that behind society's veneer, we are still those superstitious cave dwellers, staring fearfully beyond the campfire, out there. if I put on a little music. I've always found it the perfect tonic for a taxing task. Cigarette? You're never alone with a strand? <laughs> kind of made a promise I wouldn't. Oh, I see. Doctor's orders. Forgive me? No, no, no. Nothing like that. It's my wife. <laughs> no, she's great. Uh, she just... Worries. It's quite all right, I understand. Doesn't like you smoking in the house. Yeah, something like that. Well, 
You're not in the house. Are you? Well, I... I guess not. You have everything you need? Yes, yes, everything. Forgive me for asking. If the books on magic were your brother's obsession, why do you still hold on to them? Um, curiosity, perhaps. Fascination for linguistics. Perhaps it's closure I yearn for. Isaac was obsessed with magic. This document defeated him. You haven't an interest in the occult, Mr. Summers? Oh, God, no. The extraordinary thing about magic is that the more you read, the more you begin to understand that much of it is actually about the act of writing itself. It's about language. All magic has a largely linguistic component. Take the grimoire, for example. The notorious book of spells, yes? Yet nothing more ostensibly than a sophisticated way of saying grammar. A guide to manipulating words. In the beginning was the word. In earliest times, the command of the written word was seen and indeed feared as an ability to command magic. You know, Mr. Borley, listen, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but... I think I found something here. I mean, something in the translation. It's... Wait a minute. This is not what I thought. Do tell. This was... My God, the lights! Uh, power cut. It's pitch black! It's an old house, and the fault is commonplace. Please remain where you are. Wait, wait. Do, 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 you, do you have a, a, a trip switch? I mean, I could try to find it for you. We have candles. And a lamp. You see... Nothing to worry about. No further interruptions. You can continue with your work. But listen, as I, as I was saying, this, this passage, it's not what I thought at first. What is it then? It reads, Passages to put the dead back in their graves. Now why, why would anybody want or need to do that? Well, sir, there's something I've put off for as long as I can. What is that? I really need to go to the bathroom. Ah, straight across the landing, second door on the right. And please be quick. We're so close. Millionaire's Alcatraz. Jesus. What a crazy old fool. Still, for this fee, uh... I'll listen to him wax poetic all night. <sighs> Yesterday, upon the stair, I met a man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. Oh, 
How I wish he'd go away. There's, there's someone in the house. Some, some thing, some, something horrible. It's an old Hands dark like reaching house, out in the dark. You said so yourself. You and the mind just wants to it. play tricks no, on the imaginative. Now, if you'd kindly return to your work. Wait, there, there. You see? Now you tell me what's going on, or I'm afraid I'm gonna leave right now. Seems rather a shame to have to sour things like this. No, oh, Jesus. Don't shoot me, please. Oh, for God's sake, step aside. One corpse will be quite sufficient tonight. Let, let, me, let, me, let me just call the police. There's someone out there. I'm afraid this is a little outside their jurisdiction. Step away from the door, Mr. Summers. You don't want to test my aim. I may have plenty of practice, but I'm as blind as a bat. Now get back to the book. You're going to translate as if your life depended on it. Now read. You just shot a man. And not for the first time. Wait. Don't, don't misunderstand me. I've only killed the one. Repeatedly. <laughs> I'm bound to repeat my fratricide. May I introduce my brother, Isaac. Wait, you're out of your fucking mind. You have no idea. Please, I just want to go home. Isaac spent his life in pursuit of the secrets of immortality. And in the pages of those scriptures, he found it. You must understand, I'm not a scholar, but I became a believer that night. It took him weeks to prepare. The servants were dismissed. Isaac covered the house in carefully aligned symbols and covered the windows with the dark velvet drapes that hang here still. What happened? Incantations. A little girl bound upon a rubber mat, a blade dipped into an altar flame. Play me, you come clean with me or so. I help can me. still smell that room, still see the dancing shadows, and the thing that knitted itself together from them. Everything you tell me is a crock of shit. What, what happened? I interrupted his sick ceremony. I cut short his bid for immortality. He died, consumed by the spirits that had come to deliver him to absolution, but he didn't die, did he? He came back. And that book you have in your hand is the only thing that can put him in his grave. He gave it to me, should anything go wrong. He told me this book could undo Everything. Hey, now get back to it, man. Mr. Borley, I, I, I need to tell you something. God knows I've tried to figure it out myself. No, Mr. Borley. But I've never managed to crack it. If only he'd left some clue. Borley, there is something I have to tell you. I can't do this. Can't do what? I can't translate. But that's why you're here, to translate. Well, you see, that's the thing. I... I exaggerated my qualifications. Too... What extent? Totally. And when were you planning on telling me? Well, the opportunity never really presented itself. I, I know I shouldn't have, but 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 it's tough out there, and I, I got bills to pay. You shit! 
You have put everything at risk with your misrepresentations! You want to talk about false pretenses? I came here to translate a few legal documents, not mess with the afterlife. Listen, we should... we should barricade the door. Why? Why? His every attack is more determined. You saw the bloody locks replaced and reinforced and useless! You're right. Like you! No, you're, you're right. I, I don't understand any of this. The key to understanding is in Isaac's annotation. The key to understanding is the story. He wasn't one for stories. All right, so he was not a storyteller, huh? But, uh, he joked. You said he was a joker, right? His, his jokes were, were cruel. The cruelest. And he hated you. Even before his current state of affairs, he, he, he hated your guts. What if the... What if the annotations are some kind of a joke? Him having the last laugh. There must be a detail, something in the past that only you and he shared. I told you oh. we were the exact opposite in every way. And what about the book? It's, it's history. Who had it before Isaac? The SS, of course. The SS? What, Nazis? Um, the Ananerba, actually. Wait a minute, where did I see that? Wait, wait, it was in this book! Look! Right here! They carefully selected concentration camp prisoners for their skulls. Does Isaac believed that they were looking for abnormalities. Did, does Isaac have any abnormalities? I mean, his skull, was it... Uh, he had... Uh, symptoms. Well, what symptoms? Well, as a child, he saw things differently. He had language centers in both halves of his brain until my father beat it out of him. Wait, what symptoms, man? As a child, he could read and write forwards and backwards. Don't you think you could have mentioned that sooner? Wait, you think? The annotations, that language, it's backwards. Mirror writing, that bastard. Against the mirror, read it. Man alive, read it this instant. All right, all right, okay, just look. Uh, is back talum anim do Velamus Decadarentum Batwing Batwings? What? No. Is that the answer? You ignoramus is upside down too. What? I can decode it. Hand it, hand it back to me. Give me the book. Ah! No! No, the lamp! Protect the pages! Summer, ah! Summer's getting off me! I can't reach you! I'm... Look, I'm gonna try to smash the window. Jacob, you bastard, will you have the grace to rest in peace? Morley! Morley, listen, I broke it through the window. Come on, we gotta go. And leave this unfinished? The documents, I must get them. I'm jumping now, you crazy bastard. Are you gonna come with me or not? I'm going. The study looked like a room culled from another era. It was as familiar and cluttered as the rest of the house was barren and neglected. Macabre portraits haunted every alcove, and an abundance of books lined walls colored crimson. If the ailing house had a heart, this is it. The house is not exactly modern, but it does have some virtues, don't you think? The old man said. How's it going? Good. Yeah, I'm almost, I'm almost halfway through. You know, I hadn't been able to write a line in weeks. Now it's 
all I can do to keep my fingertips at the keyboard. Don't overdo it. I won't. Nighty-night? Night. Yesterday, upon the stair, I met a man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. How I wish he'd go away. Well, a house is not a home, and a home is not a house until there's been at least one unholy bid for immortality committed within. And let this be a lesson to all of you listeners. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Where there's an exaggerated qualification, there's at least one, if not two, walking corpses. <laughs> Until next time, folks, this is Pheasanton signing off. You have just listened to Dead Man's Shoes, written by Ashley Torp and directed by Glenn McQuaid, and featuring the voice talents of Larry Fessenden, Michael Cerverus, John Speridakis, Brenda Cooney and Tobias Campbell and featuring Julian Maley on piano and Dave Agar on cello Live sound design by John Morris and live foley by Sean Brennan and Glenn McQuaid Sound recorded by Jeff Seeley Additional sound design and music provided by Gisela Fulia Silvestre Tonight's show was performed live at Dixon Place and stage managed by Sarah Jones and produced by Larry Fessenden and Glenn McQuaid for Glass Eye Picks in association with Clay McLeod Chapman of Fearmongers. Dead Man's Shoes was mastered by John Morrows at Digit Audio NYC. Copyright Glass Eye Picks 2013. A perfectly ordinary grandfather feeds his perfectly ordinary cat waiting for his perfectly happy family to arrive for a perfectly pleasant afternoon. The Grandfather by Graham Resnick, only on Tales from Beyond the Pale, the Pot.